but not as much as you loved her? It was a statement as much as a question. It wasn't just that. I, I loved her, sure. Though, to be absolutely truthful, I liked you a lot more. Ah. He paused for a few seconds, gazing up at the night. Look, Lou, I don't care about religion or any of that stuff. Just about what's right and what's wrong. My first personal commandment is loyalty. I've broken it twice in my life and found that I hated myself for it on both occasions. The way I came to see it back then was that I made a promise when I got engaged. If I'd broken it off, I couldn't have hacked the guilt, and sooner or later, I'd have blamed it on you. And I'd have hated that for sure, he conceded. She chuckled again, deep and warm at his frown. Don't worry. I hadn't spent the last twenty-five years pining for my lost love. I've found a few since then. Two marriages, three serious affairs. Not bad for a wee girl from Bear's Den. I've never felt a pang of guilt either. We are totally different personalities, you see. Yours is set in concrete, and mine's tossing about on life's restless ocean. I'd have left you by the time I was twenty-one, for sure. She paused as a red bus roared by, close to the curb. When was your other fall from grace? she asked him. A couple of years back, he answered. My second wife and I had a major fallout. She went back to the States, and I got involved with someone else. We got over it, though. We found out that we mattered too much to each other to let go. She smiled again. So there's no point in my asking you back to my place for a nightcap? He raised an eyebrow at her question and glanced away, out into the street. That would depend. In mid-sentence, he stopped, threw his left arm round her waist and flung himself sideways, pulling her with him as he dived behind an abandoned newspaper stand. They heard the blast behind them before they hit the ground and the scream of tires as a dark-coloured saloon accelerated away down Regent Street. He was on his feet again in a second. Wait here, he told the woman then ran off down the street after the car, trying to catch a clear view of its number plate, only to see it disappear round the curve in the broad street, heading for Piccadilly Circus. She, too, was standing once again as he returned to their safe haven. No one had come to her aid. Indeed, none of the few people who had been passing at the time were anywhere to be seen. She stared at him, bewildered, but apparently not in the least frightened. You swept me off my feet once before, she exclaimed, but never like that. What was that about? He glared back down Regent Street. When someone shoots at me, he said tersely, I tend to get out of the way. Her hand flew to her mouth, and her eyes seemed to flash as they widened. Someone shot at you? It's happened before, he told her dryly. Didn't you see the gun? I heard a bang, but that was all. What was it? The guy in that car had a shotgun. I just happened to be looking that way as he stuck it out the window and took a bead on me. But who would want to shoot you? His mouth twisted in a grimace as he unfastened a pocket of his jacket and took out a handphone. More people than you can shake a stick at, my dear, he murmured as he punched in the police emergency number. Chapter Two
Did you ever get enraged about anything, Sammy? What? Enraged, I said. As in, really steamed up with anger? He looked at her as she stood there, all lips and legs. Enraged? No, not so you'd notice anyway. Now, if you said engorged, but I didn't. Ruth frowned at him severely. He grinned back. Why'd you ask anyway? Am I beginning to bore you, Mrs. McConnell? She shook her head, making her long, glossy hair ripple like a shampoo commercial. Not yet, Sergeant. Not yet. All the same, you're getting predictable. You're the easiest going man I've ever been out with. A typical copper, in other words. Absolutely atypical as far as I've seen. Where I work is like a madhouse at times. I've never seen so many stressed out people. He looked at her with a touch of skepticism.